If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's see. Take three steps. Keep my head down. That should work. It's one more thing. Armstrong and Getty. One more thing. This is how it sounded for the Dallas field goal kicker. He had missed three in a row extra points. Nobody misses an extra point. He had missed three extra points in a row. Here's number four. And now the drama of Brett Maher trying to hit an extra point. He's missed three tonight, four in a row. And he has done it again. He might be looking for a kicker next week. And this is a 24 to nothing game. That is four missed extra points tonight. And you just feel horrible for him. You know, I said earlier, he had no pressure because it was 24 nothing. And, uh,. And your point was, no, there's more pressure because he had missed all. I think you're probably right. I'll bet the pressure of, which do you think was worse, the, the on the third one or the fourth one? I kind of feel like by the fourth one, he might have resigned himself to the fact that I'm out of the league. But either way, I'll bet the pressure was worse than it's the Super Bowl. There's one second on the clock. We're down by two. Because that's got like the excitement of... You know, I don't know. There's just something like glory there that would get y'all pumped up. The whole, right. God, I better not miss again is a different feeling. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I will I will tell you this as an avid, if not terribly skillful golfer. Um, if you are trying not to miss a putt, that is hugely different than you're trying to make that putt. Yeah, I believe that. It's a subtle difference, but it's everything. And so in answer to your question whether the pressure was greater on the third or fourth, I think it was like like the difference between your first breakup of a love affair, a marriage, and like your third and fourth. It evolves. It goes from a certain amount of disappointment to a certain amount of self-loathing to discouragement and then back to discouragement. You know, by the fourth, he was just probably near psychotic he probably couldn't think any rational thoughts 
He might what's he might end up being like a motivational speaker, or there'll be a movie made about him, or a, a you know some interesting. Or he might be found after a welfare check, if you know what I mean. Right. I certainly hope not, I young hope man. Not either, it deserves a happy life. Yeah. But you he, know, went, as... he went into the night last night. I'm a kicker for a team that could win the Super Bowl. Well, and he'd had an outstanding season. Not just good, very good. So in into the night with I might be kicking in the Super Bowl, he walked out of and that. And I st- deserve to be. And, I, and he walked out of the stadium thinking, I'll probably never get to do this again in my life. Yes. Because there are just too many people that can do it, right? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. If there are, what, 32 jobs in the NFL? Uh, or is it 34 these days? I can never remember. It doesn't matter. Uh, but many. there are... There are probably 50 kickers that come out of college every year who have a decent shot of making an NFL roster. At well, least 50. And you don't need 50 new ones every or 32 new ones every year. <laughs> no, you don't. They don't die at the end of the year like mayflies or something <laughs> like that. They're, they're still around, and they would like very much to play again. Yeah, the good ones are going to do it for 10, a dozen years. So so I got I to gotta guess, after the first one, he's like, oh, hell, what the hell happened? Eh, no problem. After the second one, he, he had to be thinking, what am I doing? Because he missed them both right. After the second and one, then, I walk up to him and I say, I think your left foot's pointed a little further left than normal. Well, I'm guarantee you he was going through his mechanics. Oh, geez. And then every bad golfer in the world can relate to this. After missing the first two right, he just snapped it left. It was a dying quail of a kick that missed fairly badly left. What was his body language like? Like his dog had just died. Again, after the first one, mild annoyance. After the second one, some embarrassment and real unhappiness. After the third one, complete embarrassment. And after the fourth one, the vanishing of his will to live. <laughs> He'd run over his own dog. He he almost needed to be revived like that poor Damar Hamlin for the Bills. His heart almost stopped beating out of sheer sheer lack of interest in beating anymore. (laughs) Uh, This is what Cowboys owner Jerry Jones had to say about it. Will you look at some kickers this week? No. We won't. We just, uh, uh, he's he's done enough good ones. Wow. Going to stick with it? He's he's done enough good ones. You know, they're, they're okay. He might have said more, but I was thinking he was going to say, "Listen, that young man, he had a rough day in the NFL. You're going to have a rough day. No. He's been our kicker all year. We've won with him. We're going to win with him in the next round." And that kid's thinking, "Yeah, damn it, thanks, boss." And he's working like crazy. No, yeah, he's kicked some good ones as well. <laughs> thanks. Well, nobody ever has had a rough day like that in the NFL, though. That's a good point. Yes, he exceeded the all-time record by 33%. (laughs) I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. 
Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, well, so, huh? do you think he's actually going to stick with it? I don't know why you would. Why would you? The guy's shell-shocked. This will be an interesting decision because if, if it's a close game and he misses a couple more, that decision will be questioned forever. Uh, he will be at the team practice complex today. Well, it was in Tampa Bay. Yeah, by this afternoon, he will be there and he will be nailing extra points and the head coach is going to be rubbing his chin and thinking. Well, it's all about whether he can put it out of his mind next Saturday or Sunday whenever they play. In San Francisco. In San Francisco. If you're the head coach, what do you do? I'm the weakest person who's ever participated in sports mentally. I'm hmm. as weak mentally as anybody has ever been. I think I might be. They should study me. I have the hmm. weakest mind for sports. I can Must do be. some sports okay. I was never good, but I was way better than my ability to do it with somebody watching me. Just, mm-hmm. It's absolutely amazing. Playing with the neighbor kids... In the yard, I could hit, I could catch, I could throw, I could do that stuff enough that I would never embarrass myself. That's never going to be great, but I would never embarrass myself. But man, around people, can't even function. Wow. The only thing I think when a ball's coming toward me is, 
is the I can see people's mouths open, heads laughing at me when I drop the ball. I mean, I just nothing but that as the ball is in the air. And so I drop wow. the ball. Wow. That's terrible. Oh, it is terrible. I'd have been that way my whole life. Wow. And sometimes have you ever I think looked to my... into that? Have you ever no. lain on the couch? No, I never did look into that. I wish I, you know. And I would sometimes think to myself, you do this every day at home with like the neighbor kids. You can catch a ball. You do it all the time. My wor- I've got my worst example ever. Here's my worst example. I still, sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night thinking about this one. Gladys, do you still play the harp in 23? Yeah, I was just waiting for you to start up. Um, I almost hate to talk about this. This is so freaking embarrassing. Wow. Wow. Spring break, Daytona Beach, Florida. Again. Um, drinking beer with the dudes. We're all like shorts, shirtless, drinking beer on the sand, you know. You know, the spring sure. break look. Girls yeah. around. Nice. Got a football. Going to play some catch. Yes. Somebody says, Armstrong, go deep. I go running down the sand as fast as I can. And uh, guy heaves it. Good throw coming my way. And all I can think is, I'm going to drop this ball in front of those girls and those dudes. Oh, no. Oh. I mean, it was in the, the old air. voices of doubt. It was in the air long enough for me to think, you can catch this. You catch a ball like this all the time, playing out in the parking lot with friends. You can catch this. It's just, my hands go up like fists for some reason. The ball just bounce oh. off my fists. I kind of stumble. I almost fall down. People are bent over laughing. All the girls and the guys bent oh, over. No. Hands on their knees laughing. No. <laughs> what was so funny about it? And because I was, uh, we had just talked about me being on the radio or something like that. And one of the guys says, the All-American boy can't catch a football. And everybody's bent oh, over laughing. Oh, no, no. Cruelty. <laughs> Yeah, that was the worst one ever. Wow. And it was something I could catch by, by myself, like it was you and me. I'd, I'd catch it 10 times out of 10 times. Not a problem. Right. Not, nothing hard about it at all. Wow. <laughs> so embarrassing. That's got to be genetic or something. Oh. So or, or some formative experience as a four-year-old or something. I don't know. So they, they for professionals, it's all about the mental thing, pr- practically, right? Because you're all at a level of physical good, and then it's either right. you can do it when you have to do it or not. Well, you, you practice so much and train so much that it becomes unconscious. If you're thinking about it, you can't execute it. Oh, God dang it. I am the absolute weakest. They, they should study me. We have we've found the weakest mind when it comes to sports <laughs> on planet Earth. It's Jack Armstrong. Oh, wow. I'm sorry I to hear that. Through, that, gives, go, that gives my heart pain. I go through all of the things that are going to happen to me when, when this goes wrong. When this goes wrong. I'm walking to the plate with my bat thinking about, oh my God, the, the teammates are going to be disappointed. My dad's going to be disappointed. People are going to be <sighs> laughing at me. <laughs> all right. Here's, here's your, here's oh your God, assignment. Your assignment slash counseling is go to Apple Music or your favorite streaming service, iHeart Radio. Uh, does that do they do like streaming like Apple Music does? I don't even know. Can you like go find an individual song? I don't think so. Anyway, pick your favorite app. It's too complicated. Corporate America. Anyway, uh, and go find the Decemberists song, "The Sporting Life," which is a more or less true life account of a not really athletic boy in a very athletic family uh, attempting to fulfill other people's expectations of him. 
Yeah. It is both hilarious and touching. I almost feel like I almost feel like that would have been better. If I just like you know, I, I know plenty of people that have no athletic ability and they just don't want to participate or anything like that. I mm-hmm. had some, but couldn't yeah. do it when I was supposed to. Which oh. seemed worse. Like I know I can do this. I do I've done it a hundred times. I just can't do it now when you're watching. Cutlass. <laughs> It's crunch time. Where were you? <laughs> Nowhere. That's where. Get to the end oh, of the bench. God dang it. It was so awful. Oh, sorry to hear that. Um, before we finish here, you know what's also interesting about that is how things that are so painful for you when you're young can be merely amusing when you're older. I hate to think back on that kid and how painful it was for him. That part is painful. But like mm. at this point in my life, I just... Who freaking cares? Right. Right. Many mountains have been climbed. Battles won and lost since then. Right. But if you could go back to that beach, well, try I've... one more time to catch that pass. Oh, in Uncle front of Rico. the girls, in front of the guys. Yeah. <laughs> we want, we Maybe might... you could assemble them all. They're middle-aged, paunchy, those who haven't passed. <laughs> Sam and I. Watched... Wait, why am I here? Listen to me. I'm going to explain it one more time. You flew us here for this? Yeah. yeah. In 1985, you were at this. Yeah, I remember that. You were, anyway, just stand there and watch me catch this ball. Then you'd probably bounce it off your forehead. (laughs) I play catch with Henry almost every day. I can catch. Anyway, so moving on. Uh, We got this But not when it counts on the beach. Not if there's a girl watching. Oh, no. Or a popular guy. Uh, what is this? Is a comedian, a British comic, talking about woke, woke culture? I guess this was making the rounds on the social media over the weekend. I have not heard this, but here it goes. The only thing that wokeness has to offer in exchange is to brainwash bright young minds like you to believe that you are victims, to believe that you have no agency, to believe that what you must do to improve the world is to complain, is to protest is to throw soup on paintings, that the way to improve the world is to work, is to create, it is to build. And the problem with woke culture is that it's trained too many young minds like yours to forget about that. That's Constantine Kissin. He's billed as a comedian, a comic. I don't get the joke. <laughs> it's an excellent point. It's a beautifully made point. Yeah, that was really good. I, I got to admit, I was expecting humor there. So yeah, I, I love that. I should have paid attention to it more as a serious matter. He is right. Maybe he had hilarious jokes and he got up on stage and he lost his nerve. Could be. Chickened out. I don't know. Oh, that was his Oxford Union address on wokeism. Okay, cool. We might have to play what's more a, of that. What's an Oxford Union address? I don't even know. We might He's have addressing to... the Oxford Union, whatever that is. We might have to play more of those on the radio show. I liked the sound of that. I like the cut of his jib. I was 14 years old, playing backgammon, made a stupid play, and every old lady in the nursing home laughed at me. (laughs) Still haunts me to this day. Nice move, jackass! (laughs) Well, I guess that's it. Backgammon? If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.